0: Hey, I'm Ben Silverio.
1: And I'm Rachel Grandigleski.
2: I'm Ansel Birch. And
0: it's time, time to Party!
2: This month's episodes on Kate and Leopold were recorded on April 30th of 2023. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Oh, would
0: that be, um, as we go on...
2: <laughs> it's
1: like everybody's, like, high school graduates.
2: I mean, it is the same chord projection. It's true.
1: Oh, have you heard the Pock thing? Uh-huh. I love that one.
0: He came to my college. The song I was thinking of was...
1: uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The The actual graduation thing.
2: Fanfare and processional,
0: I think is what that one's called. Pomp and Circumstance. Is that the actual Ooh. title? Uh, I know that because that is the Macho Man Randy Savage's theme music.
1: Tying it all together. When
0: when we played it in band, the top of the sheet music said fanfare and processional. Learn. But before we do actually get into our uh, into the meat of our edutainment, uh, I'd like to present uh, an appetizer because we've been talking about how historically inaccurate this movie is is for the past two episodes
1: is and isn't that's what is and about isn't it. Some yeah of the you things know things are really on par and some of the things they were just like Ooh, we're taking all of the liberties
0: different departments
2: committed to different amounts yeah, the
1: costume department <laughs> on it
2: the, the screenwriters writers, <laughs> <less. Yeah.
0: laughs> uh yes but as we all know writers get paid very little so You know they got they got paid just enough to care, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because this movie was clearly just a paycheck (laughs) for a lot of people (laughs) involved. This was nobody's
1: passion project.
0: If it was, and you're listening to this podcast, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Call us, but also, yeah, call us. Come on the pod and let us know about your passion for Kate Leopold. (laughs) Uh, Especially if you were the costume designer, I bet you're fascinated. uh, That would actually. Costume designers are great. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite details. of costume design recently. So they did Beauty and the Beast live on ABC. Okay. With her, uh, who's a recording artist, um, and uh, Josh Groban.
1: If that, I wouldn't have understood.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, capital oh, R, H, yeah. period, E, period, R, okay. period. Um, and then Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. Um, A.K.A. him. <laughs> I was going to make a wrestling joke, but neither of you watch wrestling. Nope. So... Um, but yes, uh, so for her's dress as Peasant Bell, they took the same like basic inspiration as the animated movie, but they incorporated her Filipino culture into the designs on the dress. That's, That's cool. fun. So it makes it more connected to the performer. And I love shit like that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, talking about wrestling again. A lot of wrestling-geared designers- <laughs> they will add personal details like that for the wrestler's gear to add a layer to the story. Like Johnny Gargano always uses like Marvel characters uh, in his gear. I'm
1: gonna and, nod like I know what you're talking. About. Sure, <laughs> he's
0: from the Marvel universe. Okay, yeah, he's better than Chris Pratt. I All promise. Right, great. Uh, even though Here he named his it. he named his kid Quill. Whoops. Rude. I know. Don't do that. You're I know.
1: Children. They're just <laughs> going to hate you. Like.
0: As a middle name, maybe? I mean, it's better than Khaleesi. Yeah, you
1: gotta get nerdy with the middle names. You, I you, mean, even you if you get nerdy with the
0: first name, be more subtle. Yeah. You know, Peter.
1: Peter's great. That's my dad's name.
0: Peter mm-hmm. Quill Gargano would have worked sure. great. Uh, but Quill Gargano? Like, you know, he's from Ohio. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But on his last appearance on a big NXT pay-per-view while he was still down there, um, he combined all of the superheroes that he ever wore during his run oh, into wow. one set of gear. So it tells another story. That's cool. So, like, costuming is really important, and I love those details. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Kane Leopold's costuming department, for the most part, did good might have been somebody's,
2: like, senior thesis or something yeah. to, like, I make mean, a bunch of really accurate dresses. One
1: of the things I did think was kind of interesting about the costume department is that something I wish they would monopolized on more was she wears a lot of, like, brown yes. to the office. And then when they're, like, having their little, like, day around the park, she's wearing a bit more color Mm-hmm. Um, I wish her like final dress from the end had been more colorful instead
0: mm. of just gray. Instead
1: of just yeah, just that like silver. Gem tones or something. Um, yeah, yeah if they'd done like a like a burgundy or even just like a a, a blue. You know, I think it really would have made her like pop, especially with the muted tones in the room at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wish they'd just done a little bit more with color to maybe show that like she was. She'd been living this very drab life, and he was making her come alive through the symbolism of her clothing. But they they, they just missed the mark on it.
0: Mm-hmm. So really, uh, they were on par with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of potential, I think. I kind of Somebody was like, what... we need to
0: make Meg Ryan a dress.
2: And they were like, okay, make this Meg, Meg Ryan a dress. This would almost be
1: a movie I would be interested in, to see if they ever like redid it in... A more if they like redid Kate and Leopold but in a modern setting and like had like a similar thing happen. Well, we
0: already just did the work for them because we rewrote the movie in the last episode. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) but I think it would be interesting to like kind of maybe see them push it a little bit more and Mm -hmm. really like see it through to fruition of like the potential it had that they just kind of missed the mark on
2: we can reshoot it after we do free jack yeah
1: oh perfect yeah yeah (laughs)
2: we're
0: we're remaking free jack too same reason (laughs) when time to party becomes a movie studio yeah exactly (laughs) let's go youtube channel first maybe we'll start there we go (laughs) get get cameras in to shoot the podcast people are doing that apparently
2: all the kids are doing it (laughs) That mm. and cocaine. Apparently. So, what's our topic? To, or actually, Wait. do you have another uh,
0: speaking synopsis? Of co- speaking of co- cocaine, real quick. Weird segue. I, okay. I just watched Cocaine Bear. I knew mm. you
2: were going there. It was fucking ridiculous. I. That's what I
0: expected. It was. It was just a smidge below what I expected from it. Okay. You know, like I mean, I pretty much got what I expected. But All right. like, it's. <laughs> what else do you want from a movie called Cocaine Bear? Mm-hmm. They're working on Speed Sloth for the next one. <laughs> well, oh, Sloth! Uh, Eugene Levy finds a sloth while he's doing The Reluctant Traveler, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's adorable. Eugene Levy's adorable. Yes. Uh, true story. Um, they could probably get Zach Levy pretty cheap now. We don't want Zach Levy. No, hard pass. So. Eugene, Dan, Sarah. That's it. No other letters. No more Zach. But you know, also,
1: isn't his last name? He pronounces it Levi. Levi
0: it yeah. is Levi. <laughs> or, is it Levi or Levy? It's Levi. Okay.
1: It's Levi, because yeah. <clears throat> a lot of terrible reasons, we don't need to get into that.
0: Uh, I was gonna make an American Pie joke with a Chevy to the Levy, and then <clears throat> I lost it. So <laughs> um, full points for for the attempt. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, tried. like Kate and Leopold, I did my best. <laughs>
1: um, did they? Did they though? You well, know who's trying hard in this movie, Liv Schreiber. He 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 was putting in a full effort. He he, I believed that character.
0: <laughs> you believed that he was kind of bubbling, and uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds about right. Uh, so
1: he, just had a really... he ended up having a really nice arc. It was kind of weird.
0: It's much better when he's not the great great grandson. Yeah, of... yeah, that's that was a good good choice. <laughs> a good choice. To good that. edit. Uh, if you got this far and you're like, what the hell is Kate and Leopold? um congrats you missed two episodes yeah uh but our friends at miramax well are they our oh. friends still because of the weinsteins oh yeah probably not because yeah. technically harvey <sighs> still owns miramax Ooh. so those motherfuckers
2: over at miramax yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah those assholes who are <laughs> keeping dogma away from kevin smith god damn which is why it hasn't been released on blu-ray no i want it damn it but every time I see the DVD in a store, I buy it. That's good. I made Dogma. the mistake of
2: giving away my VHS of it.
0: Oh, my God. For
2: you, giving away is the wrong I term. I sold it Rickman. at Taft
0: Price Books. Oh, well, I Dogma... I got 50 cents
2: or something for it.
0: Dogma does not deserve to be left on the shelf because it's a great movie. But anyway, those assholes of Miramax tell us uh, about Kate and Leopold. <laughs> uh, Kate McKay is a modern female executive in New York City whose drive to succeed in a cutthroat corporate world has left little time for romance. When her genius ex-boyfriend discovers a portal to... <laughs> yes! <laughs> <Very> generous! generous. <laughs> when her genius ex-boyfriend discovers a portal to travel through time and brings back a 19th century nobleman named Leopold to prove it, a skeptical Kate reluctantly takes responsibility for showing Leopold the 21st century. Uh, I don't think Miramax watched the movie. <laughs>
2: It's
1: giving it's given Stewart a lot more
2: credit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did invent time travel. In he his,
1: did, but I. Doc but Brown did.
0: invented time he didn't travel. That's true. Bring him
1: back on purpose. Yeah,
0: to, yeah, to, to prove it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, everyone involved, including uh, the synopsis writers at the movie studio, were uh, a lot of phoning it in. Phoning the, it in, exactly. <laughs> um but yes so entertainment appetizer mm-hmm. just to start off i wanted to point out uh that Hugh Jackman's character Leopold Mountbatten the duke of albany is based on real people yep like it's an amalgamation of a, of of a couple different people mm-hmm. but from the time that stuart went to in 1876 the Uh, Duke of Albany uh, at the time was, um, uh, his last name was Battenberg um, instead of Mount Batten.
1: You want a fun fact? Yeah. So a historical inaccuracy in this movie is that they changed the name to Mount Batten Uh because it should have been Battenberg because... That line of the aristocracy was German.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And
1: they changed it during World War II to Mountbatten to sound less Germanic. Yep.
2: Mm. Mountbatten is the name they use now.
1: Yeah, Mountbatten is the name they use now. Oh, interesting. Um, the current royal family is the Mountbatten-Windsors, yes?
2: Uh, no, because those ones died.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: well, Phil was a Mountbatten. Phil,
1: yeah, Philip was a Mountbatten. Um, But... Uh, yeah, so they changed it to sound less Germanic. But he should have ah. been Battenberg in this, being from 1876, he should have been Battenberg.
0: Another connection to Doc Brown, because when the Browns got to Hill mm. Valley, they were the Von the, Braun. They were the Von Bronze, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the real Leopold uh, actually had hemophilia, oh. which contributed to his death following a fall at the age of 30. Very common in his line. He Wait, also had epilepsy.
1: Oh, are they running this off of the Prince Leopold? Uh yes. They made a one season incredible show that I mad got cancelled called The Irregulars.
0: Oh yeah. Where I heard about that, that
1: Leopold is a character. Oh.
0: So that's an AU of Kate and Leopold. There you go. But
1: yeah, except he actually has all of the diseases and is actually a prince. It's a good show. I'm annoyed they. I'm annoyed that they canceled it, but I have a very strong headcanon for what I wanted to have happen in the second season.
0: It was the Joss Whedon show, right? No, no. What was that? that? Was, that was um, the Nevers? The Nevers. The Nevers. Nevers. get
1: canceled because it was fucking trash.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it.
1: I only made it. the the The, the oversexualization of the women. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: not gonna could've say could've it's amazing, it. but it, well, I got um, through it. But and yeah, the it.
1: regulars was cute. Okay. I would, I would recommend it. It's like one season on Netflix.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so the real Leopold um, went through some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he. Yeah,
1: he was not a healthy. When no, did he die? Person.
0: Uh, he died um, on March twenty eighth, eighteen
2: eighty four. Oh come on! I know,
0: <laughs> so close.
2: That would have been perfect. That would have been if perfect. It was like, oh, yes, he would have died on this day, but instead, time travel shenanigans. Yep.
1: Yeah, but Hugh Jackman's character is also an older version of, way older than he would have been. Oh, sure. He died at sure, 30. sure, sure. 30, yeah. He would have been <laughs> very young.
0: <laughs> he was also the president of the Oxford University Chess Club. Hmm.
1: Chess was invented in India. Correct just learned we, that.
0: Just, we just put a dime in the machine Sorry.
1: and we got one fun fact <laughs> no i just I got really excited because i just <laughs> learned that fact because i read a book where they talk about the invention of chess being in india and i was like is that real and it totally mm-hmm. is and i was like that's the best part of this book i don't know india? why i
2: knew that but i did know that
1: yeah no i didn't know it <laughs> for some reason i thought it Probably came from because I know there's like a very similar Viking game mm-hmm. to chess, and I kind of assumed that it came from like there a are a more... bunch
2: of similar games that uh, <laughs> it, that sort of developed uh, anonymous or uh, mm. um, independently. That's the word I wanted. Um, there's a similar game in uh, Egypt. Very was, cool. Um, there's a Roman game that's very similar, and it's unclear whether it's related to any of the other ones. Ooh. Uh, but there is a chess type board carved into the walls of the city of York in U- in the UK uh, because it was where apparently this was where some guards were stationed and they took the time to carve a freaking board into the spot where they were supposed to hang out and wow. the oldest evidence of people slacking off on the job <laughs> Amazing. of course it's in the UK yeah the, the, the Praetorian will never notice let's just like come on. <laughs>
0: I'll play white. <laughs> uh, but yes, so I just wanted to share a little bit about the real Leopold, considering that it it was a real person. Kind of. Kind, kind of. of.
1: Take, with many liberties taken.
0: Yeah, you know, as, as writers tend uh-huh. to do. <laughs> Fucking
2: writers, man. Yeah,
0: right? We're the worst. <laughs> but, like, the real... Real edutainment. The real edutainment. It's the friends that, we made along the way. That's correct. That. That's that's the real answer.
2: <clears throat> but, so, Rachel, do you want to tell us what edutainment you picked?
1: Um, I learned too much today about elevators.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Ben, uh, ben what are you thinking about doing today? Actually, Ansel, you know, I thought about shaking things up a little bit uh, because... Today I learned way too much about elevators. Whoa! Okay. Wow. This is going to be a really dynamic episode. Yeah, Ben and I
1: are uh, a little too on the same wavelength. We've discovered.
0: How do we never realize this from the all the parties we've attended?
1: I think it hasn't been that many.
0: It's a handful.
1: Yeah, you're kind of one of those people who I've met many times, but never for a long time.
0: Yeah, and then you and, know the pandemic uh, yeah. led to lockdown and yeah, stop talking to anybody. One yeah, thing led to much. another. But we're in the same room again. Yeah. Here <laughs> Thankfully. We are.
2: So, f- so today's will, today's episode will be an extended conversation, at least <laughs> 15 minutes about elevators.
0: Yes. I was inspired to do elevators because uh, at the end of the credits of uh, Kate and Leopold, there's a paragraph that says, In 1852, Alicia Graves Otis invented the safety brake for a lifting platform. One year later, in 1853, he founded the Otis Elevator Company in Yonkers, New York. I said, I said it the way they say it over yep. there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, know. that was good of you, right? Culture mm-hmm. uh, in Yonkers, <laughs> New York. Uh, the Otis Elevator Company is a wholly owned subsidiary of United Technologies Corporation. I just thought it was very funny that that whole paragraph was in the fucking credits.
1: I think must have had to include it because they oh, used yeah. real otis elevators Absolutely. And then just tied it in by it being the name of the butler which felt a little weird
2: yep and someone was at the someone at the otis corporation was like look here motherfucker <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want
2: to fall down an elevator shaft well then let's, let's
0: clarify the truth <laughs> yeah i
1: like how the shaft still exists but all the elevators were gone like, that was the whole shtick, was that the elevators like had all stopped working because he wasn't there to invent them. That's why he had oh, to go back right. in time, because people needed their elevators. That's right. But the shafts apparently had been invented separately, and so those well, existed. Because
0: they were built by the construction people who the did the building. JC Shaft Company.
1: But if he didn't exist... To invent elevators, why would they have needed to Why would to they a have built
2: shafts then? into the buildings?
1: Wouldn't they just have walked out to see a straight wall? But then where would he have he, fallen? He o- could have fallen on the stairs.
0: So he only <clears throat> developed the safety system for the elevators, like to make them stop. So that they don't, like, plunge well, when they let movie, go. Well,
1: though, they specifically Did said they? he invented the elevator. I thought it
0: was that he invented the safety Not mechanism Otis of the elevator.
1: invented the safety elevator. See, this I read too much about elevators
0: today. Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I read so much about elevators because today that I'm, that I'm confusing them. That
1: was one of the them. reasons why I thought it was so weird that they really harped on this year, like, a specific year. Uh-huh. Because I was like, why couldn't they just, like, use the costumes to kind of vaguely tell us a story about, oh, it's the Victorinox. Victorian era which is a huge span of time yes could they have they could have done a costume that was could have been a little more vague could have been 1880 could have been 16 you know where are they really or 1860s sorry Mm -hmm. you know where were they really and uh but they didn't they specifically chose a year when elevators were really like the first elevators started appearing in like the 1820s
0: well let's let's go back a bit further first so the earliest known reference to an elevator uh, was by the Roman architect Virtuvius. Vitruvius? Uh V I T R U V I U S. Yeah, Vitruvius. Vitruvius who who said that Archimedes built the first elevator in 236 BC.
1: Okay.
2: That would have been a grain elevator, basically, yeah, with a screw,
0: right? With uh, hemp rope and mm-hmm. animals pulling it. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: then most of the, but like the modern elevator was the, really like by down The upy, get in a box, get stuff out of mines.
2: Oh, that yeah, makes sense. It was
1: invented to haul, pretty much haul coal and lumber up steep hillsides, mm.
2: uh,
1: especially coal. So if you've and been so... to the Museum of
2: Science and Industry and ridden in the unnecessary uh, fear ride that is <laughs> the elevator, kind
1: of <laughs> horrifying. Um.
0: Uh, but the the first human powered counterweighted personal elevator, uh, so you know f- the one meant for people, mm-hmm. uh, was built in 1743 for King Louis the Fifteenth of France uh, in mm-hmm. Versailles. Uh, really? so he could go up to his mistress's apartment, one floor Without above him. The stairs, yeah. Yeah. One floor. Hey, if you're the king of France, why not? How many yeah. floors did Barbie's dream house have? Because she had an elevator, too. Three?
2: Okay. I thought it was two. We'll, but... have, to, we'll have to call Nicole, who did the Barbie <laughs> dream house episode. Yeah,
0: right?
1: <laughs> that scans. Um, yeah, I don't then... know if she
2: went up or down one or two.
1: And then otis invented the safety elevator in 1854
2: so is that when it sort of became more available to the masses outside of industrial purpose
0: actually 1854 was when uh he when otis introduced it to the world right um specifically the safety elevator yes exactly the way he did it was with uh, a death-defying demonstration at the Crystal Palace. That's
2: 1850s. That's how you do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because basically the issue with elevators, why people didn't want to use them for anything other than industrial purposes, is that they were death traps.
2: I mean,
1: that makes sense. I feel like if people started, Um, if,
2: if elevators started just like falling out of nowhere, I wouldn't want to get in one. And so
1: what Otis did that was so revolutionary was he invented a way to prevent them from just plummeting to the ground if the rope broke
2: that's i mean
0: well played sir that's a good call i'm no engineer can you explain how that mechanism worked
1: um from the notes i have it says otis's invention included a special braking system that would engage if the hoisting rope broke preventing the elevator from falling and this made uh elevators much safer and allowed them to be used in more places and that Otis is still today, one of the world's leading elevator manufacturers. It doesn't say how he did it, but from my basic understanding of elevators, basically there are, there's the, what I believe what he did or something similar, or what they use now is that there's a cable that pulls I don't know why I'm doing hand signals for a podcast. <laughs> it helps you. The, yeah, it the helps you ju- picture it. up and lower the, the elevator, and then there are also cables along the sides. Mm. And so if the top cable snaps, it, like, clamps onto the side ah. cables. Okay. Ah, as we've
2: seen in the, the great documentary, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And then I, I the think historical at one point, I yes. read somewhere else that at one point another system was used where... Basically, they put floors in, so it would get pulled up, but there would be like a thing that would close after it on each floor. Oh. Like a little door would automatically uh-huh. close. So if it fell, you would only fall onto the door oh, that's below coming. you. Oh. And you'd be stopped if and then there was like a opening through the for the pulley mm. to keep going up. Oh. So oh. that So that did, was another various safety mm-hmm. that was a different manufacturer's I was safety? Say, did, protocol at one did point. that just
2: break a lot or something it seems like that there must have <laughs> I, been a yeah, reason yeah i think
1: maybe the timing and getting the doors closed was probably could have probably been an issue in the long term yeah that term. seems like a
2: lot of moving parts um
1: the first recorded elevator use of an elevator in a building was in 1884 which was installed in the eiffel tower Oh. however it is generally agreed that the modern electric elevator was invented by a Ger- uh, german man Werner von Siemens. Simons? Um, Siemens. Yeah, probably Siemens.
2: S-I-E-M-E-N-S? Yes.
1: Um,
2: Like the motors. Which
1: he received a patent for his design in 1880. So I'm actually more leaning towards that is who they're pretending, even though they used the Otis name, Mm -hmm. that German guy is who they're pretending Leopold is. Montbank. Um,
2: Or Montbatten. Yeah, it's the whole name switch again.
1: Yeah, and... uh, and his, where was it that I read more about what he and what, like, his specific elevator. Um, I don't remember what was special about his. Yeah, but his was just the modern, his was an electric elevator as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, manual pulleys and systems. And
2: oh, stuff. okay, interesting. Um,
1: I also read something about the fact that. Uh, For a really long time, people didn't trust elevators without operators in them, but there was Mm -hmm. like a strike of elevator operators in the 1840s, which actually led to them being phased out.
2: Interesting. Because
1: people felt safer if there was an operator.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, that was also probably during Um, that transitional period where they still had the like handbrake crank thing in there, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the button. Because you, I mean, you do have to... I don't know if you've ever had to do one of those handbrake elevators, but man, no. timing that thing out <laughs> to say. hit the floor right, not easy. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our uh the freight elevator in one of the office buildings I worked in had one mm. of those and did not nail it, let me tell you. <laughs> don't know why the maintenance guy was like, Yeah, you got this. I was like, I don't got this. <laughs>
1: Apparently 1859 was the first passenger elevator was installed in a New York City department store.
0: Hmm. Wait, what year?
1: 1859. Back when it could
0: still uh, fall and kill you all, yeah. Well, uh, the my research said <laughs> 1857. Oh, but, interesting. Um, yeah, in Eder v. Hot Wout's department store in Soho. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only five stories.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you fell
0: <laughs> yeah you'd only you'd only break a lot i mean that die. was
1: after this the safety elevator what the safety brake was already in existence at that right. time. right so
0: his so... was otis's safety elevator yeah. like that was the first time that that was installed and used mm. regularly it had a fully enclosed cab and was powered by steam and it ran 0.2 meters per second Mm.
1: And then the first electric elevator was installed in London in 1867. And then the first self-service elevator was installed in a New York City office building in 1902. In 1906, we got the first high-speed elevator. Don't know what that means. They did not clarify how fast that it's is. It's when the
2: safety brake only it, uh, initiates at the floor you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. you just free fall until <laughs> yes. there. Yes.
1: speaking of free falling that is a ride i do not go on
0: you don't go on the tower of terror because i was just gonna bring it up floor 10 okay (laughs) (laughs) here you are um i i was gonna bring up the tower of terror just because we're we're disney fans but you I, don't yeah, like I the don't, ride. I don't
1: go on it. I don't. I don't like any of the rides where you drop suddenly. That's always been a no go. Ah, uh, see, I
0: don't like being upside down, so I don't go on rides. Never gone upside down on a ride.
1: I am a. I, the reason I like Disney so much is because predominantly their rides are for babies, <laughs> babies. <laughs> and I am a proud baby. Um. So I was going
0: to say that they're all very technologically advanced. Yeah, they're as very a advanced, but technology. But they are pretty
1: tame. Yeah, sure. Not like a lot of upside them are down. like less really roller coasters than they are story rides yeah. or games you play. Even
0: the um, even the Space Mountain mm-hmm. or uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Which is my favorite ride of all. I love ride that ride. Oh, uh, uh, it's amazing ride. Um, I may have told the story before. are yeah,
1: not even that droppy. You're mostly yes. fast and they, they turn you a lot as opposed to drop you
2: down. Yeah. You, when which is what
1: I i'm fine with the the one drop
2: with the the rock rolling at you but that's a pretty minor
0: yeah it's not very steep um when that ride first opened i was very small and my aunts took me to disneyland and they dragged me kicking and screaming through the queue because for a very small child going into this foreboding looking temple terrifying it was very terrifying So I was kicking, screaming, crying throughout the entire queue. We get on the ride. I'm like screaming on the ride, freaking out. And then we get off and I'm like, let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Like a (laughs) shitty fucking kid. (laughs) Yep, that sounds right. Oh,
1: I have one last fun fact. You have? Oh, yeah. There is an elevator museum in New York City.
0: Oh yeah, how many elevators are there? Is it on the top floor? I
1: don't even know, but I've always wanted to go. Apparently, one of the things is that it just has like a wall panel of like, of like of the history of how the buttons have changed.
2: Oh, interesting. So there are
1: all these different button panels from like a bunch of different elevators. Can
0: you press them all?
1: I think so. They might let you touch them. I don't think they work anymore. Like they don't light up or anything. But I think you can like check out the different is, and That's i've always fun. apparently it's like hidden in the middle of nowhere it's kind of hard to find but I've like always, most things in new york if i ever go back to new york i want to go to the elevator museum because they talked about it on one of my favorite other podcasts um which is stuff you missed in history class
2: oh fun I thought yeah you were i'll gonna... have to link to their
0: elevator episode Yeah, they have
1: an elevator episode
0: i thought you were gonna name one of ansel's podcasts This is one of That's a
1: little little biased since I've been involved in a lot of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All the ones I've produced, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Been around the block. It's kind
2: of surprising I didn't get you on this one sooner.
1: Really?
0: Do you have any fun facts about elevators, Ansel?
2: No. No, I do not.
0: Ansel doesn't have fun on elevators? I don't. I
2: don't. I, I mean, I enjoy an elevator. Don't,
0: don't get me wrong. That's a- I love an elevator as much as the next guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a good technology. <laughs> do you ever do
1: the thing where you wait for it to just start going down and you, you try jump? to jump?
0: Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. Of course. Not so much anymore. But
1: <laughs> I do know from experience that nowadays, if there's ever a fire in the building, all of the elevators will just go down to the first floor in case there are people in them. Oh, Ask me how I know. Oh. <laughs> I, say, I was in an elevator when a building fire alarm went off and it stopped and it took us all the way down and we were very confused.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Chicago fires. Yeah.
1: That was not where were we? we we're on vacation somewhere. It was like mm. me and a friend. And we were on like a I think probably in Florida then.
0: Oh well, Florida's constantly on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not enough, but it is on fire. Right. No, not in the right places like where Ron DeSantis is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if if somebody happens to set fire to wherever Ron DeSantis is, we didn't tell you to do it.
2: All right, y'all. There are uh, there are three elevator museums oh, yeah? in the <gasps> United States. Are, are they
0: all in New York? Uh, no, there's one
2: in New York, the Elevator Museum, Inc. Cool. Uh, then Elevate Tours Elevator Museum.
1: God damn it. Where's that one?
2: Uh, that one is in Roanoke, Virginia.
1: Weird, okay.
2: Interesting choice. And then the J.H. Hawes Elevator, which is a grain elevator in uh,
0: Atlanta, Illinois.
1: Oh, we could go. We
0: could go to that one, yeah. <laughs>
1: Quick before you move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How far is it? How long does it take to get there? Let's go now. Let's see. Two hours and thirty-three minutes.
1: That is Easy. closer than I expected. We totally it to be. do
2: it. Yeah, it's down near uh, man a bunch of places that <laughs> I've never gone to. That's for damn sure. It's past Bloomington, but not quite Springfield.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: We can make it. <laughs> it does seem to be just a grain elevator,
0: to be clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I'm sure we could find another grain elevator closer. Yeah, <laughs> quite probably. A few of them. <laughs> Southern Wisconsin's lousy with them. Well, party people, thank you for tuning in this month to listen to us talk about Kate and Leopold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ish. Kind of. Maybe.
1: Sort of. <laughs> Some of it. Well, yeah.
0: A good bit of it. Uh, Rachel, thank you for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. Do you want to plug uh, anything?
1: If you want to hear me vaguely talk about books that I'm reading and uh, hunt for uh, on my goal of... Finding all of Chicago's little free libraries. Um, You can check me out on the TikToks, the Clock app, at uh, a Wandering Read.
0: Cool. And we'll link that in in the show notes. Party people, make sure you tune in next month when we will be talking about the prime video movie... The map of tiny perfect things. You can find us on the internet. I'm at vsilverio20 on Instagram, Twitter, and Hive. I'm at indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on
2: Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. Head on over to indecisionist.com slash time to party to check out all of our show notes and transcripts of episodes. You
0: can join in the conversation by using the hashtag time to party. That is time the number two party. Or time the number two party. All one
2: word. Thank you.
0: And, you know, while you're waiting for your time displaced person of your dreams, make sure to remember to be excellent to each other.
1: And party on, dude.